Before I get into this episode, I just want to say thank you to everybody for sticking with me and being patient as I get these episodes out. Um, It's been really difficult trying to adjust to my home studio, but, you know, we're trying to make the most of things here while we're under quarantine. Um, Also, make sure that you're staying in your house. Make sure you're staying safe. Make sure you're staying clean. There's a lot of stuff going on outside today, so just make sure that you are okay and safe. Have food you know, toilet paper, all that good stuff. So yeah, thank you so much. And let's get into this episode. everybody welcome to the devon hour i'm your host devon and today we are going to be getting into some things like fat phobia tiktok all that good stuff but before we get into that make sure you follow me on twitter and instagram at devon to woke i have been having a lot of different lives on my instagram which has been so fun um also make sure you're following following me on bego at devon to woke Bego is something that I recently like just started and I'm having a good time basically on the app you get to go live or create your own panels with like random people and it's pretty fun especially when you have like the right people on there I have gotten to know so many different individuals from all over the world which is super duper cool so um yeah if you don't know if you don't have Bego download it it's really really fun follow me I have really fun fun lives um I know that there is like a shady side of Bego where like there are a bunch of people who love to throw shade and all this other stuff but my panel is mainly just good vibes only we key we laugh, we do all that good stuff, um, get into some things, but it's never, it's never giving drama. It's never giving that. And, uh, yeah, I just want it to be positive, fun, bring a whole new light to this app because so many good people, so many great people you, that you could be meeting. So yeah, there's that. So follow me on Bego. Bego sponsor me because that was an amazing, um, promo I just did for you. Period. Now, Let's let me give you some updates on my life. Number one, I am still in remote learning and I'm getting used to it. I'm doing better with it. At at first, I felt as though my professors were giving me too much work. But now as I'm getting into like the the routine of things, I'm, you know, I'm getting used to it. You know, I'm actually enjoying being home in general. I, I really am enjoying quarantine, although I miss socializing although I miss socializing and you know interacting with people which is socializing or just going outside and like going to get something to eat late at night <laughs> like I'm really am enjoying this this quality time I'm having with myself and you know going forward after all this I don't think we're really going to have another opportunity to really sit down and take time out for ourselves so we might as well enjoy it because who knows things might just get more hectic from here or you know we're never just going to get the same type of you know just alone time ever again so just trying to make the most of it okay also I have been on this journey of making sure my hair is up to task. I am low-key attempting to get waves 
to be continued. You know, I feel as though my hair is the hardest to wave up. I always feel like every time I attempt, like it's just takes forever to wave up but i've been like really taking care of it wearing my do-rag brushing and i see little ripples in there it's little ripples um i think it's really going to come out when i get my hair cut by the end of this month because these barbershops are going to be closed forever oh my goodness um but yeah i'm really trying to do something with myself and try something new so hopefully that goes well i never really imagined having waves or like or i just haven't had waves in a long time so i really don't remember the feeling of having them or just simply having the feeling of my hair grow out like i think this is the longest my hair have been in years because i usually just keep it low because i like it low i like having my hair low it's easy to maintain but i really want to try something new might as well do something with this hair while it's on my head because who knows how long my hair is going to be on my head for. I know I'm going to go bald or I'm just going to lose a lot of it. So I'm really just trying to enjoy this moment. <laughs> so yeah, just so I'm trying that out and that's going great. And yeah, I think that's all that is on updates on my life. <laughs> I think that's about it. Um, So yeah, I guess we could just go into today's topic, which is fat phobia in the queer community. This is a heavy one because for the past couple of days, there's been so much discussion as to what fat phobia is and also how the gay and queer community reacts to fat people. So much discussion, so much stuff we're going to get into. But first, let me just define fat phobia for y'all. According to the Googles, Fat phobia is the fear and dislike of obese people or or the dislike of obesity. And fat phobia could be portrayed in many ways as in, you know, calling people a fat ass or talking about people's weight. Um, you saying that fat people are not able to do certain things or saying that, oh, I'm never going to date a fat person because this, that and the third. That's fat phobia. Uh, and I am a strong believer in this being a big, big discussion that the gay community needs to have, you know, as somebody who do identify as a fat man, you know, it's, it really, this conversation really struck a nerve with me because I felt like so many people wasn't, they weren't realizing how fat phobic they're coming across, um, because of their reactions to what I'm about to talk about. So there was this TikTok video going viral. It's a part of this Don't Rush Challenge. And in the video, there was nothing but black queer couples, which was beautiful, lovely. We love seeing black love. We love seeing beautiful queer men, you know, embracing who they are and loving each other. That's great. But the main criticism of that video was that all the dudes in there, they all looked the same. Like they all were muscular, fit, you know, lighter skin there was like one darker skin person in there um but they were all just like one type of individual when we all know that the queer community is filled with a whole bunch of different bodies shapes and sizes and colors and whatever so it's it was kind of like it was annoying because as you know me being me i'm constantly seeing uh, queer men being portrayed as that as being muscular it's obvious that that is the preferred or the the better looking to society so me watching that video i was kind of like i don't like this because 
I just don't, I personally don't see myself, but also because this is how the gay community wants to portray itself. And this is how society, this is what society deems as beautiful. So, you know, I did, when I looked at that video, I rolled my eyes, you know, said I don't like this and I just kept it pushing. But the King of Reeds and so many other black uh, queer individuals on Twitter really got into a discourse about this, especially the the people who do identify as fat or the fat individuals. You know, like they were pissed because they were like, well, they weren't mad. I think they were just more like disappointed by the fact that that video is just another viral video that depicts the gay community in a specific light. And what I thought was the most disgusting part of this whole entire discourse was the reactions to how fat people reacted to the video. The fat people were basically being called insecure. They were saying that they're just mad because they're lonely, that they need to go go over there and go create their own narrative. It was just such a negative response to how fat people felt. Um, apparently, there were some individuals on Twitter who were uh, just being rude or mean, but I really didn't see any of that. I saw from the fat individuals on Twitter just a discussion and just them just pointing out that the queer community is always being portrayed as one thing or that um, fat phobia is a real thing in the queer community. I didn't really see anybody being disrespectful, but if there were, there, that wasn't right. But I think there was an overwhelming backlash to how fat people felt. And I'm going to get into it, but I really do feel as though, I really do feel as though telling somebody to go and go create their own narrative is a little bit tone deaf. I'm not, I feel like it's so neglectful like I feel like you're telling people to go exclude themselves and go and go create their own content for their own specific groups because there's no problem with us creating our own content or creating our own narrative there's been fat people showing representation for themselves all over the internet which is beautiful and lovely but the unfortunate part is whenever a fat person does something they're not going to get the same type of love response they're not going to get the same type of virility uh viralness as as somebody who was fit and in shape so i think that the whole go create your own narrative thing i never really was a fan of that because number one fat people can't with us creating our own content that's not going to uh, assist in in fixing the fat phobia that's going on in the world that's not our job it's for people who are privileged and for people who are the preferred body type to really help uplift and represent people who aren't rep- who aren't um, able to reach the masses or aren't able to become viral and be representation for many others because of their appearance. So um, I think that that whole create your own narrative thing to me is just so, so tone deaf. Yeah, but I, I really feel as though that the response to how fat people felt was unnecessary and ridiculous. Like you, you hear a whole, you hear a cry from people who who feel as though that they're not being represented properly or they're not being represented at all and your response to them is uh, to shut up and be quiet and go create your own narrative stop playing the victim like no this is something this is how we feel and this is how we feel about being not represented and you're just going to tell us to go create our own narrative and and just be quiet and no i think that that was absolutely ridiculous i didn't like that response to that at all i just wish that fat people would just honestly just be included because the queer community isn't depicted as one thing and also let me just say that the the responses and the discussion wasn't a direct attack at the people in the video the guy who created 
the video. I think his name was John Tay. He did it with his, you know, it was a couple's video, so he did it with his um, partner. And he said that everybody else in the video were his friends. I think that there could be some discussion around why he only has friends that look very similar to himself. Like all of his friends were in shape and muscular and all this other stuff. And a lot of them were lighter skinned. So I think that there is a discussion that could be had about that creator of that video and who he hangs him, who he hangs around and why he only really hangs around a certain body type or a certain look of a person. So yeah, there's definitely some conversation that could be held about that, but it was this the response wasn't necessarily direct at the people because it wasn't still at the end of the day it was a cute video, it was a lovely video. It's just that this wasn't a representation of the community and yes we could create our own we're just always tired of having to create our own and not be uh, a part of a community that we identify with is already bad enough that you know that this community is black and so they're already being excluded it's already bad enough that they are queer so they're definitely being excluded and now on top of all of that uh, they're being excluded because they're fat that's it's ridiculous it's honestly ridiculous and it's a cycle when you grow up as a fat individual you notice you you notice how fat people are treated you know you notice how fat people aren't being represented um and it gets tiring after a while so seeing this go viral it was just like us rolling our eyes again like oh my gosh like another thing that we're just not a part of or that we're just not in when it involves people in our community um so yeah and i was having this discussion with some of my friends and they were tell also saying like why don't you just go create your own narrative create your own narrative but all the people who i were discussing this with and who is saying go create your own narrative don't walk in the shoes as a fat black queer individual every single day they don't walk in that they don't know how, what it's like to be a fat black and a queer man in today's society so them trying to speak for or telling the fat people how they should feel it's honestly kind of repulsive and disgusting and it seems like something like an oppressor would do and i and i think there's this power dynamic conversation that we also have um with how people just as you trickle down the list of identities and the more you identify with this just feels like the more you just get put down so yeah it it does it was very hurtful to see how people reacted to how fat people felt um, and I think fat phobia is definitely something that needs to be addressed and talked about a lot more <clears throat> because I do personally feel as though that this preference or how society or how the gay community views this beauty, beautiful and good looking. I do think that that's rooted in white supremacy. And I guess I could dedicate a whole nother episode to white supremacy but yeah, I really do think that this is all rooted in white supremacy and the beauty standards of of white people, of the European centric, you know, beauty standards, whatever the case may be. Like, I do think it's all rooted in that. And yeah, I think, of course, like in any power dynamic, I feel as though that the person at the top of the black queer male community is. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> That is going into more detail. But I think it's, it's such a layer situation. I think there's so much more of that than just, you know, fat people just being mad. There's, it's it's more, there's layers to it. There's levels to it. 
and I really feel as though if you don't walk in a fat black queer man's uh, shoes, you're not going to really understand why there was such a response back to it um, or negative response, I guess you could say. So, yeah, but shout out to the King of Reeds, uh, Deshaun, also George Johnson for being so vocal and really educating the girls on fat phobia and how, you know, saying the create your own, your own narrative thing could be very offensive or tone deaf or exclusion or exclusive. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah, shout out to all those individuals for just being vocal and for the people for the people who aren't fat or the people that don't identify as queer for also being vocal and understanding how that this is fat phobia and fat people are obviously not being represented on purpose. Uh, not necessarily saying in this particular video, but just in general, like fat people are just really never represented in a positive light. I feel like fat people are always made out to be jokes or whatever. And it would have been great to see a couple included with all the other uh, black queer uh, body types and personalities like it's just always something that we're always being left out of and so now after all this discourse and stuff and since people are claiming that they're not fat phobic when there is a queer couple who create their own uh, a fat queer couple who create their own type of a video in regards to the challenge hopefully that they get supported and hopefully that could go viral too so yeah that's how I feel on fat phobia I yeah just really don't like that the main thing for me was to create your own narrative part like that that just really grinds my gears i just absolutely hate that and i don't like that um at all now finally i want to talk about tiktok so i am going to be doing a youtube video the next topic i want to get into today is the app tiktok i'm going to be doing a youtube video on tiktok being anti-black and TikTok being racist is not something that I'm personally saying. It's just a discussion about um, what's going on with tic with TikTok and you know why people might view it as anti-black or as racist. And I think there are some valid points as to why TikTok could be seen as anti-black. Also, as to why TikTok users. <laughs> A lot of them are very much racist. So we could, def so we're going to get into that in that YouTube video. Um, but right now, we are going to just touch it a little bit. I'm not going to get into too too, too much detail because I want you to listen to the YouTube video and see the YouTube video. But yeah, some points I'm going to bring up is the users on the app and the app itself. Apparently, that there has been. Um, this article that was written, not apparently, but there was this article that was written on how uh, TikTok is pushing uh, people who are pretty or good looking people. And a lot of those individuals are white individuals. And they're saying that that has a correlation to the app being created in China. So I think that that's a pretty interesting discussion. Um, I could see it. I could understand it. If that is true. Not a surprise to see, you know, why there are white people being pushed so heavily on the app. That's not a shocker to me. Um, we already know that China does have an issue with, you know, racism and colorism and all that. So it's not that wouldn't be a shock to me to to know that TikTok um, 
has some anti-black creators behind it like that's not something that's that would be surprising to me or that the or that the app is pushing people who are pretty who are white because of their own beauty standards whatever that's not a shocker to me also yeah the users on the app and how there is so much appropriation on the app from black content creators who created these challenges and how they're not getting credited for their work and yeah i think that's also another massive discussion and that's but that's every app every app you see that every app you see uh people of color being appropriated or black people in particular being appropriated by everybody else uh, through these through these apps and them getting more attention and them going viral more than the actual black people who are doing it and the creators the black creators behind these challenges and stuff that's not a shocker to me that's that's every that's every app everything black people do tends to tend to get like replicated and appropriated so that that's definitely something i'm going to get into in that youtube video and yeah i'm excited for that hopefully i could get it done and edit it as soon as possible so finally what i want to talk about is tiger king i watched tiger king oh my gosh (laughs) oh my gosh that documentary at first i did not go into it with high hopes i was like this is about to be some bullshit i have never really seen any of uh, netflix's criminal shows before so i was like yeah this is about to be some bullshit because it just sounded dumb tiger king a man who probably just uh breeded a whole bunch of tigers when he wasn't supposed to that's what i initially thought was going to be but no there was so much more to it like the people in that on that documentary all of them are nuts all of them are lunatics it's ridiculous it's honestly ridiculous uh joe exotic a lost man a lost soul uh doc antle a cult leader carol baskin girl um i want no smoke with you like it that that whole entire cast is just filled with everybody's bonkers and lunatics on there um but if you haven't checked it out go check it out that show is so ridiculous um all i gotta say is that um i don't know what's in the water in oklahoma or texas but goodness gracious a lot of people out coming from down south right now (laughs) you are some interesting characters i could say that for sure um but one thing i really don't like i really hate the fact that people think that tigers and lions in them are cute and that they could be used as like pets and it's i hate that leave these animals in a the wild they're wild animals for a reason if you really truly and honestly cared about these animals you should want them out in the wild in their in their habitat so they could thrive and survive you keeping them in cages and a certain amount of land is not helping them at all i think it's hindering them these animals aren't meant to be bred in captivity. They are meant to be out in the wild. Um, so for sure, like leave those animals alone. <laughs> leave them outside. Leave them. Leave them in the wild. There's no reason why tigers in Oklahoma. Um, like that's ridiculous to me. But I did do a a speech for one of my classes on why I think zoos should be banned and like animal captivity and all that. And yeah, I still feel that way to this day there's nothing appealing to a wildcat to me like they just don't they don't 
they're cute, but I wouldn't want an animal like that who's only going to be cute for about two, three months, you know, in my possession because they're wild animals. They have instincts. They're not bred to be domesticated. They were meant to be out in the wild. So leave them out in the wild on period. That's about it. Like leave them out in the wild. But also to the documentary, it was interesting seeing how people use these cats to manipulate others and, and use these cats as a way to attract attention. Like it's so crazy. Like they put all their insecurities and projected that all over these animals and just seeing the unnecessary unnecessarily killing of those animals also was ridiculous so definitely go check out tiger king um it's a country mess but it is entertaining as all hell joe exotic as i said is a nut we could also get into how him and his three damn husbands i i don't get it i, I don't i don't um but actually i do get it he manipulates them like he's buying them things they're very impressionable but yeah that that man something else so yeah that's that's all i have to talk about today on the devon hour i think that's a good way to end it off um thank you for tuning in this was a quick episode i just really wanted to get something out there for y'all something for y'all to listen to while you're in the house under quarantine um so yeah tell me how much you liked it tell me um what you want to hear for next time once again, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Devin2Woke and look out for more content from the Devin Hour and look out for this YouTube channel. I am actually am recording things in the process of editing. It's just that I have so many ideas every single day and it's just an overload of things that I, I have to edit. I'm just adding on to myself, but I, I'm enjoying it. I'm really trying to get comfortable in front of the camera again because I haven't been in front of the camera for such a long time. And I think YouTube would be a great... Um, outlet another good outlet for me to use so yeah thank you everybody for listening and hopefully you have a good day go get some fresh air uh and stay safe bye <laughs>